like doing hair for like famous people. In the beginning, of course, with anything, is you're nervous. I was nervous when I first met you guys. No, what was the first thing oh, out of my, my mouth? I was like, okay, what do you guys do? <laughs> Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. Every episode, we take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx Life, creating happy homes, financial empires, and exploring the lighter side of life. My name is Merthel. And I'm Rita. Today we are talking to Lemetrius Miller, owner of the Opulent Beauty Lounge and L. Miller Salon Concepts Concierge and Consulting. So, Myrthal and I haven't known Lemetrius that long, but she's already like family to us. Yes, she is. We've known her, we met her this year through another friend of ours, and she was recommended to us to actually be our own personal salon. Uh, stylist, no, no, not stylist. Our, our, she does our, our hair at our, in our salon at our house. Um, we were um, looking for someone that could be flexible enough to come to the home, because with our hair, me and my daughters, except for one, we have um, sister locks, so it takes a long time to do, and. I get so tired of sitting in salons for hours and hours and hours, and I needed to just do something where I could, someone could come to the house and I could actually have that um, that kind of that benefit of just kind of being at home, being able to just be comfortable. So right. Sometimes it's just going to the barbershop for myself. Um, me and Shiloh, we just don't have the time. And the same thing with Rita. We just don't have the time to spend the entire day at the salon or the barbershop. So uh, what um, Lemetrius helped us do is she helped us to create our own barbershop slash salon. Oh, and yeah. Well, so that's funny because when I thought about Lemetrius coming, I thought, oh, OK, great. It was going to be like the experience I had when I would go to get my hair done in California with someone who used to do it at her house. But I used to have to like bend over the sink. And <laughs> <laughs> right. you know that you know that ghetto so I was experience. just like yeah you know a hot comb I don't I don't press my hair clearly but you know a hot comb on the stove you right. know she's cooking food in between you know <laughs> getting my hair done hair, hair smelling like food <laughs> yeah I would leave there all the time smelling like food just so that's what I was thinking and Demetrius was like um okay so you want to get your hair done at the house this is what we need. And she gave me like a list of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be nice. Yeah. Right. I was pleasantly surprised. So thank so, you, Lemetrius. And we, we need to introduce her. So. Yes. <laughs> so Lemetrius, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. So um, I'm Lemetrius, as I have told you guys. I, um, I'm the owner of the Auckland Beauty Lounge, located in Decatur, Alabama. The address is 321 2nd Avenue, Southeast Decatur, Alabama. And it's in the downtown arts and entertainment district. So it's, it's really fun and uplifting in a very warm and welcoming environment. Um, just a little bit about me. I got started when I was a little girl, like just like anybody else playing on their dolls. And then as I got older, I worked in my, my aunt's salon. And um, the passion for hair and beauty, it all began there. And I, I don't... I have a passion for hair and beauty, but I have more of a passion for the business side of things. So you'll hear me say, if you're ever sitting in my chair saying something like, oh, I don't really care for doing hair. I'm much rather run the business. <laughs> and, and the reason for that is because um, I've just seen the black industry. I don't, I don't like to play the color card, but it is what it is. I, um, I've seen the black side of the industry and I've seen the, the European side of the industry and it's just two total different ball games. So when you come to Opland Beauty, you get like the best of both worlds. Right. I, mm. I, and the thing about it is with Lemetrius, you could never tell that she doesn't like to do here because like she'd be like <laughs> just doing it. We'll be laughing and joking and, you know, and having a good time while we're doing it. So, you know, it's just really good to uh, be able to know that um, you can get that full salon experience, the real, you know, kind of experience where you're going to be able to have fun while you're at it. But today we're going to talk about the money too, because uh, because right. clearly she's killing the game. Right. There, so I mean, she is in demand. 
She will fly to Detroit. She will do clients in Atlanta, right. Birmingham. She goes everywhere right. to do clients. In she, our last, she even does famous people. No. We'll get into that but we later. Can't. Well, she can't. We'll she can't that talk later, about it. Though, but. we'll we go and get something out of her. So, <laughs> so what made you go into hair? Um, you know, it's crazy you say that because I was just talking to a group of students yesterday at Virginia College and. Whenever I start a class, I always want to ask them, like, why do you want to come into my industry? As if, like, I own it or something. <laughs> like, my culture. Right. So, anyway, so why is it that you want to be a part of the industry? And that's a good question for everybody, just to sit back and say, why do I do what I do? So, honestly, Rita, it, it became a money issue for me. Mm. I got to a point where, well, let me just back up. My aunt, when I wanted to do hair coming out of high school, she told me, you know, go to college. And I did go to college. I attended Alabama A&M only for a year. I studied fashion, a pair of merchandising and design. And I had a minor in interior design. So I still um, do that as well because I have a boutique that I run out of the salon. But for the most part, the main reason why I came into the industry, because my aunt told me when all else fails, you can always turn back to you know, your gifts that you have from God. That's so, right. This is a gift. I am talented with my hands. I don't like, not like doing hair, Marcel, but it's, <laughs> it's more so, um, I don't care for the labor behind it. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But the creativity that goes into it and to see that I can take something that looks so bad. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about like the, the hair. She's not talking about our family. <laughs> She's just talking she about y'all. No, She's talking about y'all. <laughs> no, no, no. So more so on the healthy side. Let's right. say if you come in with damaged hair, yeah. I let them know that it's not going to be a matter of today we're going to get you moving, bouncing, and shaking. We can't do that. But it's more so if it's going to be a journey mm -hmm. into it. So honestly, I got into it for the money behind it. And I've created different concepts on how I can always keep my money flowing and help other people in the industry keep their money flowing hmm. with different concepts that I've created. So the money is there then? The yes, money the is money there in the is, hair business? Yes. Wow. Well, see, when me and Lemetrius, when we when I'm getting my hair done, we have these nice long conversations. And she's told me some really interesting things about her past, about how where she was before the hair industry. Tell us a little bit about what you did before you even got into this. So my, my parents own restaurants and arcades and video stores. You remember video stores? Mm -hmm. Like Blockbuster. So we had a video store called um, Show to Go Video. Oh, wow. We had um, a, game, uh, a gaming arcade as well that was right next door. Nice. And then a few years after that, my parents opened up. Well, my mom always had a catering business and she started out of her house. Mm -hmm. But eventually she moved and she got a steakhouse. So were you one of those children, child labors type of situation yes. where you were behind the desk? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my All brother right. and I, we, we've always gotten our hands dirty. So we right. know we know what humble beginnings look like. Right. But that's yeah. wonderful, though, to hear that the spark of entrepreneurship started with, her parents. At, uh, with your parents. Right. Actually, the grandparents. Like my grandmother owned a... Um, how do I say this in so many words? She owned a bootlegger house, I guess you would say. But uh, well, it's a cafe. Uh -huh. But of course, they sell moonshine. Uh, <laughs> did they mix it up themselves? I don't know. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. <laughs> These are just, you know, family stories that have yeah. been passed on. So you right. know, you keep it going because right. it's family history. Right. So my, my grandmother um, and my, my grandfather had um, a cafe that was right next door to their house. And then my other grandmother, she was a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Wow. And she did hair out of her house. So I just love that. a family of entrepreneurs. So I'm a that. third generation entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's wonderful. That so, is because that's that's a bit different than me and you. Because me and you, we we kind of have generation. To, we're first generation. We're pathfinders in this. So yeah. it must be easier to, in some ways, to be able to do what you do because you were taught. Like it was modeled to you, and that's a challenge for me and Rita. Is like it was not really modeled to us. So. A lot of this is just like oh, trial and error. For us, it's just like, oh, get your education, go get your master's, do right. this and that. And, you know, it's really hard for us. Sometimes. And it's like that for, for my family as well. Yeah. You know, you go get the degree. Right. That's not an option. Like, mm -hmm. you know, education is that's mandatory. Um, but for the most part, when it, when it all comes down to it, 
a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs, but they don't know the the what all it takes to get to do right. it. Right. Like actually getting out of the bed in, at five o'clock in the morning. Right. Because that's your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then people look at you like, why do you look so tired all the time? I've been up since five. You okay? She hates it when I say that. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, Matrius, you look tired. Maybe you should get some rest. I don't like rest. And we don't, don't tell me to get rest. I need to work hard. What's this is that? the time for working. What's sleep? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, God has a way of bringing those different seasons in your life. Right. So when I'm really busy in this grind, I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, I get to like reap this harvest. That's what I call it. That's my harvest time. Mm. When I'm working crazy hours, like it's like all my family and friends know, don't bother her. But like right now, it's kind of down season, so I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm getting used to this new schedule that I have and you know, that's a part of like the concept that I've created of like most hairstylists, they don't know that I don't know what they know, but I know from my background and what I've seen over the over the past years is a lot of people just don't know how to have that work life balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've created the work life balance for myself. You know, that reminds me of another friend who I do want to interview as well. She's a photographer mm-hmm. and she's probably listening. <laughs> and um, I'm you're, you're you're next. You know who you are. And um, same thing. She's kind of in her downtime right now, but it's starting to ramp up towards, of course, the holiday season where she gets a lot of business and she has to. She's enjoying this time. Right. You know, where, you know, you get that rest. Right. And I think one of the things that Marthel and I struggle with is the up and down and the seasonality of even our industry. Mm-hmm. And we have to really train ourselves, like, enjoy when it goes down a bit. Rest, relax, stop stressing about right. it. But because there's, it's every industry is cyclical. And I like mm-hmm. what, how, how you put it. There's a season for everything. Yeah, right. but that's the time, actually, as an entrepreneur, to gather your thoughts. You mm-hmm. have another harvest about to come up. Right. So what are your big plans for the next big mm. season that's about to come? So like right now is, you know, vision board season for me. And right. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how I want things to go for 2019, 2020. Because, you know, you plan way, way ahead of time. Right. That's right. wonderful. So yeah. vision boards, we've talked a lot about that on this podcast, about vision boards and and just really visualizing what you want for your life. How important has that been to you to have a vision board? Okay, very, very, very important. You know, I'm very um, spiritual, biblical, so I'm all about what the word says and standing on the word. So without a vision, the people will perish. Yes. And you have to write the vision and make Preach. it plain. Yes. That's it. It's Thanks. very simple. Real simple scripture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Write the vision, make it plain. Make it plain. And without a vision, the people will perish. So mm-hmm. even with my kids, we have structure. You have to have structure. If you don't have structure... That's how my business can operate and flow the way it does. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be there to micromanage. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's there. It's operating now. And that's I'm right. not there. So that's that's. I like blessing. that. So you had told me you had sold Mary Kay. Yes. Now, I had always thought about Mary Kay from college. Like, look at all these people selling Mary Kay. Maybe I should get in on this. What was that like? That was amazing. Mary Kay kept me from having to go to business school. Mary mm. Kay's Mary Kay's business structure, and here I am. I'm still. This is me pushing Mary Kay. So if you want to <laughs> sell Mary Kay, I don't sell Mary Kay, but I have a few friends who do, uh-huh. and you can contact me, and I can get you in touch with someone if you want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, Mary Kay's business structure, the way that she and her her team structured the business, um, it was actually adopted at Harvard University. So can you imagine those business people taking that business model and now they use it? Wow. So the, wow. I still use the whole book, book coach sale recruit um, method in my in my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really good. Wow, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, you should look if you're really wanting to be a good salesperson. Mm-hmm. Mary Kay um, is the way to go. Like in college, if you're in college and you're in business school, I would say sell Mary Kay, and it's not obsolete to men. Like men sell it as well because they have a man's line. My roommate in college, she had all these Mary Kay products. And I was like, you really believe in it? She goes, girl, it cleared up my skin. I still use it to this day. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. hmm. That's that's really interesting. So, why didn't you just stay with Mary Kay? Why move into what you were in right now? Was- I was really good at Mary Kay. I had a whole team and 
and some things happened that I don't want to discuss. But oh, well, we'll, I'll we'll discuss look. next week. But I mean it was it was I was young, honestly, it's what uh-huh. it was. When you're young, you're immature, you don't understand things the way that you would if you were a little more mature and had a little bit more seasoning under you. Mm-hmm. Had I had more seasoning, I probably would have stuck with it and I would have said, you know, forget that what's going on over there. I'm gonna put my what I call now when things come my way and and they're not going the way I want to. I have to tell myself, put your blinders on like a horse on a horse right. track mm-hmm. and just keep going and don't worry about what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would have done, but mm-hmm. I was immature and I, I ended up just dropping the ball on something that would have been probably a million dollar business for me and my family. But you know, Whoa. it's interesting that I, I learned to celebrate those immature moments yes. in my past yeah. because they, they make us who we me are. Too. Yeah. Like, I'd rather mess up Mary Kay 20 years ago so that I don't mess up today. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I know what to do and it, what not to do. It's like when I fooled around and lost a full scholarship. Right. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, full. Everything paid for and money left over. And I'm just like sleeping. <laughs> it was so easy. It was, That's what, easy. It, was, it was too easy. But, exactly. But you're not sleeping now, no. so it's like you got to learn those lessons. So, so don't I don't I don't grieve my um. So you know those things. In after the past. Mary Kay, then what what did you do? So after Mary Kay, that was around the time my father died as well. Oh, so sorry. of course you know like depression sets in. You're trying to figure yourself out. I was like 23. I just bought my first house, and um, after that, it was like. Of course, depression. So I wasn't paying my bills. I, I just wasn't doing right in life. So I lost my home. And after my home went in foreclosure, I ended up having to live in one of my parents' rental properties. Um, at that point, it's what I call myself as being homeless. Mm-hmm. And then one of my mom's friends said, you were not homeless. You had a roof <laughs> over your head. <laughs> it's like when we were talking the other day about when people say I'm broke, but then they're going on vacation. Right. Like, right. No, you ain't broke. You're not all the way broke. <laughs> so I was just without my own home and I had to go back home. And fortunately, my parents, um, you know, we were blessed and we have a little bit of real estate. But I, I took one of the the not so fancy pieces of property that my mom owned so it was another humble beginning for my boys and i because at this point i had two children mm. so um of course i worked i worked in the mall i sold um fragrances and makeup and shoes and at the department store and um after that i decided because this department store went out of business so i was like you know what i have gotten enough of this up under my belt let me go online and order some pieces and get my um, tax ID number and all that good stuff. And I started selling jewelry at the flea market. So from there, I went to hair school. So that's when the whole... Wow. So when, that's when it goes started. back to my aunt telling mm-hmm. me, when all else fails, you need to go back to what you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting at home one day, praying and meditating, trying to figure out what do I need to do. And it's like an unction came over me and the spirit was like, you're good with your hands. Use your hands. Mm. And yeah. So I started calculating how much money, uh, you know, are people in the beauty industry making? Like if they're making this much right now, you have zero dollars to your name. Mm -hmm. So if you're only charging, you know, X amount of dollars, that's more than what you had an hour ago. Right. And so that's how I got to thinking more on the business side of things of, how much money I actually want to make per hour when I'm doing someone's hair. How wow. fast do I need to be when I'm doing someone's hair, but not not so fast that they feel like they're not getting the experience, but fast enough where I'm not having people sitting around waiting on me and everybody's getting a one-on-one experience. Mm. See, you know, this is yeah. a legit, this is a legit business interview, but it's feeling like a testimony and I love it because <laughs> we have been trying to share this message for the longest time about education true education is when you look into your child and you see what their skill set is that god has blessed them with and Mm. to hear you come and kind of validate what we have been saying it's just like wow praise god that we you know we got some proof here yeah the proof is right here it's crazy you say that because i do that with my boys i like to see what it is you're good at and that's how we focus on it. Mm-hmm. I know you guys homeschool your kids. I'm not fortunate to have that much patience yet. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to homeschool the boys. Um, it's just right now my lifestyle does not permit for me to do it. Right. So, but I still take that whole concept of 
okay, you're good at writing, you're good at singing, yes. you like music, this is what we're going to focus yes. on with you. Mm. You like sports, all you want to do is just watch sports all the time, this is what we're going to focus on with you. And that's all we do in our house. But we don't focus. We're not all over the place where people have their kids just doing everything. Mm-hmm. No, I want to know what what's in your spirit, man. What did God put you that's here right. on earth to do? And that's what I'm going to be your parent. And I'm going to mold you and scrush you in that way. That is awesome. So because so many of us are pushing pushing round pegs in square holes. Yeah. And it's just like, right. no. Just because society says, you know, these are the careers to go um our children are spirit beings and they're being led by the spirit and we got to follow that spirit right right yes that's awesome so now that you're an entrepreneur what is it like what are some of the challenges what are the rewards i know that you and i have talked extensively about getting a personal assistant and how hard (laughs) it's been yes um you know we i know for me i have trouble letting go of control and but I desperately do need a personal assistant, but at the same time, I'm. It's it's just very difficult for me to find one and and be able to work with one in the way that I want. And you also have to find someone that's willing to help you get where you need to go as your assistant versus working on their own brand and giving you you know you know a half-ass commitment. So what about you? Tell me what are the challenges and the rewards that you are finding. Well, that's one of the challenges is, yeah, finding a personal assistant. That's one major challenge. And the reason why, um, like, I guess a personal assistant, most people are like, why do you need a, a personal assistant? Or We have a lot on our plates. Right. And so most of the time, I just really need somebody to go in a think tank with me mm-hmm. so that I can get my thoughts out of my head and I don't seem like I'm crazy just sitting there <laughs> having meetings with myself. But, you know, we have to do what we have to do. That's one challenge. Um, in the beginning, being a sal- I wanted to own a salon, finding the building that had the adequate space and um, hot water heaters and plumbing already there. That was a challenge. Um, I don't know. I've kind of overcome a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So... In the past, it was hard, like, making sure that I was paying bills on time. Right. Because you're so busy working. Uh-huh. So that, that's been a challenge. It's not like the money's not there. It's just a matter of getting it out of one account and putting it into somebody else's account so that the bills can be paid. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. But it's just true. Just little minor stuff. Because you not only have to pay, like, your personal bills, you have to pay all the bills for the salon and all right. the other things. So when we talk about a personal assistant, you know, when you're working in a regular job and you're just doing your job, and let's say when I was at the hospital working as a nurse, you know, we had a secretary who answered phone calls. We had aides who would help us with the other stuff. We'd have a lab uh, person come up to draw blood. So, you know, there's all these different people for different things, but when you're an entrepreneur, everything is on you, Right. everything. And it just gets to be overwhelming. And and that same friend that I'm gonna interview, it's the same thing. She's a photographer and she needs an assistant for the things that she's doing as well. So for me, Rita, the, the challenge is not finding the assistant because people always want to help for whatever reason. Um, a lot of times it's the communication. Mm-hmm. So either they don't know how to communicate in the beginning, I'm just going to say, I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know that I needed to have full blown out job description that even told them how to tie their shoe. I'm just dead. <laughs> just, not literally, mm. but yeah. I'm dead serious. Like when someone is working for you, what you have to realize is even though you're not an intimidating person or you're not trying to be intimidating, you come across that person as intimidating because all they're doing is trying to please you and make sure that you, you have everything that you need. Mm, okay. Um, I like to use the, the story of um, of Elijah and Elijah. And I try to tell the people who are helping me, especially the ones that's coming in wanting help to do hair, I let them know that, you know, greater work shall you do. Like, if the anointing is on me to do this these great works, mm-hmm. then everything that I'm doing, you're already great at what you're doing. So if you come and you follow under my footsteps and you learn what I'm doing, you're going to be even better than I am. Right. Mm. So the anointing is going to be even be- greater on you. Because right. I don't want to do this for forever. Right. I really, my, my main long-term goal is to 
open up salons all over the United States. That's right. But I I really need to get myself honed in on what is it going to take to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not doing it with anybody else's finances. I'm trying to do it, you know, on my own. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, slowly get investors. So saying that to say this, when a lot of people's challenges are the simple fact they don't have a payroll. Mm. So when you start your business, you think, oh, I just need this amount of money right. to get the business structure. But what about the employees? Right. So you're now an employer and you need to have a payroll set in place. So that's a whole separate account. Right. And so you need to have, let's say, X amount of dollars sitting mm-hmm. over here so that these people, even if they're not going to be doing anything but twiddling their thumbs, that's why we have things called minimum wages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you start them out either on a salary or on minimum wage. And you just let them know. Well, you don't let them know everything. Right. But just in my head, all I'm saying is, all I got is, in the beginning, $5,000 in my payroll account. And if you are not doing anything to bring money back into the business, once that $5,000 is gone, I don't have any more money. Right. So what I have done is, that's why I started the boutique. That's why we sell hair care products, design essentials. Um, we sell that hair care line in the salon, and I'm also teaching the the ones that's working with me now. I'm teaching them how to operate my website, mm-hmm. so we still have money coming in. Cause honestly, right now, without the um, barbershop, the money that I make off of my clients that's that's the money that comes in, and that's that's the money that actually that I use to feed my family. Mm-hmm. So I tell them when they're sitting around doing anything. I said, now think about it like this. Have you ever taken money that you worked hard for and had to give it to somebody who was not doing anything for it? Uh-oh. Mm. Mm. Does this doesn't make sense? Right, right. So that's that's what is, has been happening in the past mm-hmm. is I'll give them assignments to do. The assignments don't get, they're not completed by the deadline. And now I still have to pay you mm-hmm. because that's what, the United States government says <laughs> I have to do. Even though you didn't even right. do anything to earn the money, right. I still have to pay you. And so my feelings are hurt at the end of the day. And, of course, when feelings get tied into it, emotions come into play. And, yeah, people get fired. Well, I think you touched on something that people don't realize is that your feelings get hurt as well. Yes. You know, that it's not just... You're not just hiring people just to make a buck. You're trying to actually form a relationship so that and everybody goes higher like you said Mm -hmm. right you know so um besides personal assistant what are some other challenges or rewards you know the fact that you get to work for yourself you get to kind of dictate your time i know that's one of the things that i love i get to dictate my time well i mean you can say when you work so i'm i'm i am really really big on professionalism so let's say i come to your house on Tuesdays at the time that we have set. Mm-hmm. That's what time I'm supposed to be here. I'm not going and I can't say, and this is what family friends are, well, you, you own your own business, so you know you can't take off. No, I cannot. <laughs> I'm obligated to be at this place at this time from the, this set amount of hours. Right. And then when that's over with, then I'm free. So no, a I lot of times. I can totally see what you're saying with that. Yeah, but a lot of times with entrepreneurs are people who think, well, I work for myself. I set my own hours. I'm just going to call them and tell them I can't come. That is not cool. Mm. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up losing trust and you're going to lose clients. Right. And I I totally can see what you're saying is that while you can set your own time, once you do set your time, you're a professional. Now you're bound by it. And now you're bound by your own word and your own professionalism. Right. Right. But it feels a whole lot better to be bound by your own professionalism and your own word than to be bound by somebody else's, you know, agenda. When you're working for somebody else... It's, it's similar, but a little bit different because when you're working for somebody else, you're kind of bound by their set of values, their, their goals, their schedule. And, you know, you, you know, kind for of example, you, know. you don't have to work on Christmas if you don't want to. Right. But like when I was in the working in the hospitals, it was like, did you take off Christmas last year? OK, well, then now you're on. And it right. was just like, you know, I don't oh, have that yeah. option. And even yeah. with us, like even like with you, um, we're having we have a partnership with our family. 
and it's more like a contract it's sort of like it's negotiable it's sort of like um could we do it on tuesdays or whatever right. the case may be right if something because we started up, on mondays right and then we started on mondays so we switched to tuesdays based on you know either the needs of our family or the needs of your business so it's sort of like you still have that flexibility when you run your own business mm-hmm. but if you were working for somebody you couldn't do that it couldn't be just like well i want to advance myself on this particular day i want to go to classes this and that you can't be like i don't want to work on tuesday they'll be like okay well you don't have a job right yeah and and we had talked about before same thing with naming your price because a lot of people feel like whoa when you're an entrepreneur now some people feel like oh you don't make any money and other people feel like oh you get to name your price and you can make as much money as you want but you still have to be subject to the market like you can't charge me a million dollars to do my hair you know it's oh, just that would be so nice <laughs> <laughs> it would be huh but um but it it, it depends because there are some people they have a certain amount of money and they value their time and they could say listen i need you i'm going to give you a million dollar salary so that i have your time and that i have your true you're complete and so it it happens but see that's the thing about that martheo that okay so i know the power of god i know that if i pray that prayer and if i really push that that it's going to happen but i gotta look at the people that started me out i don't want to leave you guys I don't want to leave the other family whose house I go to. I don't want to leave my clients that I do at the salon on Thursdays and Fridays. I love, I love what I do. The thing is, when I attended school, um, and I attended school at Paul Mitchell, that's where I got my um, my hair certificate from. So when I attended school there, one thing that Robert Cromings or Winclay by someone told me, and it just stuck with me, and it was that you get to choose who you want to play with. So when I, as you guys know, when I meet with my people for the first time, I interview them. Whether they know they're in an interview or not, you're being interviewed to see if our spirits click. Right. Because if we don't click, what's the name even being over here? Right. Yeah. And I have a very, very strong, like, discern. I can discern spirit real, real good. So that's just one of those gifts where it's like, okay, I like these people. I'm going to mm-hmm. play with them. Or I don't think I want to play with this person. This house is creepy. Mm. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting some serious vibes here. No, I'm not going back. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's more so just knowing, you know, knowing the grounds that you want to be on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. But you, you you mentioned something about value. Value and culture, that, that plays a big role in everything. So mm. you got to know, like, know your value as a person know the type of clients that you want and all that a lot of people they just take on anybody right and that's what the students were saying yesterday oh i'll just do anybody's hair just trying to be politically correct Mm -hmm. and honestly at the end of the day you the one who has to be happy because i don't have just one boss every last one of my clients are my bosses Mm. if you want to call it a boss right right each and every one of them manage me in some type of way right you don't like your hair done the way your girls like their hair done. They don't mind certain things that you don't mind and so on and so forth. Some people like their hair scrubbed and some people just want me to massage them lightly. So I'm being managed and told what to do <laughs> yes. all the time. Right. And it's, I am it's picky. Called, it's called, oh yeah. I'm not that picky, Rita. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you get money for it. I do. I have to do it for free. <laughs> no, but, but you know, servant leadership is yeah. is is that's really the way to go. In. Right. And you, you said know, Christ, serv- servant servant leadership. Yes. Right. That's Christ. Christ was a servant leader. He came. And can you imagine God taking orders? For, well, not taking orders, but God coming and serving others. And it but he blew serves us every mind. day, and we don't understand it. Right. Every time you put a prayer up, and then it gets answered. You just got served. That's right. And when he came and he washed. The disciples feet it blew people's mind right but he had that same mentality right when i go to work like you're saying i am being a servant to so many different people mm-hmm. and so it's a it's definitely a spiritual experience yeah, yeah. i just want um, more stylists to know that we are servants whether you want to be or not that's pretty much what you are you are the help <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so let's go to now yeah, I know you can't say who it is, and you know she hasn't even really told me, but I know I've got some hints though. 
um, <laughs> about like the famous people you do. So tell us, what is it like doing hair for like famous people? You know, do you have to go in the back? You know, do you have to? Like, <laughs> can, you, do you have to can you not look them in the eye? Like, what's what, what's it really about? <laughs> no, so they're humans just like us, and right. so, um, it's, I mean, they're human just like us. It's just fun. You in the beginning, of course, with anything is you're nervous. I was nervous when I first met you guys. No, what was the first thing on my mouth? I was like, okay, what do you guys do? (laughs) (laughs) But there, there are some people though. You're, they're like, whoa, they're not Onyx family. So you know, when you go over there, I mean, I think we all have this vision that there is always an entourage, and you know that there's you know a big spread out, and it's so nice, and I mean. Just what is it like? Is it just like everybody else, really? Yeah and no. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um it, it's I don't even know how to start to explain. It's it's the same. To me it's the same mm-hmm. because I've developed a relationship and a friendship with this person. Mm-hmm. Um they're the same as as they are on TV. Do they ever get calls from their famous friends? Yes. Oh, see now we're but, getting the but juice. But even if you, if they, I can't or go into teeth. details. So the, the deal is this: it's fun working with celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a very discreet person, so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I don't even, I don't even talk about it. Like I have a guy friend; he has no idea what I do on Wednesdays. <laughs> he just knows <laughs> that on Wednesdays I have to go out of town and I'll be back in town later tonight. <laughs> that's it. Well, well we that's just good. we can't break her. We've tried. We just can't break her. She is solid. So all the celebrities, you can hit her up because she she keeps her she mouth shut. She will keep it. She <laughs> will keep it. No matter what. No, that's that's really good. I think discretion is one of the or the most important thing that you can have. And that's part of the reason why we felt very comfortable right. in having you. And it was our idea to have you on. Because we really appreciate you, we appreciate what you do, and we want other people to be able, if they need that service, to be able to have access to you. So that's why you know we're we're okay with people knowing you know us. But I mean, it's uh, we definitely appreciate your service. Right. I mean, we've there's other people that I've needed for other services that I've known through other friends, and I can't use them because I know their mouth. They yeah. talk, and it's like. I don't really have anything to hide, but neither do you want all your business out there. You right, know? right. So definitely that's a very big plus. So how do you, though, make it to where you are doing hair for famous people? Like, how how does that, like, th- let's say, you know, I want to get into this industry, but and I want to do some more boutique services or concierge services like you. How do you do it? What are some tips for people who want to get into this kind of thing? Um... <laughs> Honestly, it's really not what you know is who you know. That's how my whole life has... That's life. That's My whole life has been... is not what I know is who I know. But when I got there, I better... You still better know your stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you may get called to do um, the cover of a movie. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the cover page. Mm-hmm. Meaning the... Like the poster? Um, the poster. Mm-hmm. The poster or, or the, the, the picture that's going to go on the actual... Because I don't like doing movie sets. Mm-hmm. They just take way too long. And then I have to get into the union. And that's a whole other story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just doing your homework. Right. Um, like I, I said in the beginning, I'm a servant. I've always been a servant. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I started out waiting tables. Mm-hmm. Like that was my first encounter with famous people was waiting on famous people in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So before there were any like... Ruth Chris, the Connors, or whatever in Huntsville, we had a restaurant over at the Marriott on its Five Tranquility Base, right next to the Space and Rockin' Center, and that was the the fan one of the fancier restaurants in Huntsville. So I waited tables there, and that was my first encounter with famous people. And it's not that you don't look them in the eye. I just treat them like they're regular <laughs> people, because yeah. they are. They're right. they're regular people. The only difference between them and and us is that well, not us, because they people know y'all. But the only difference is that you um, more people know you. That's right. it. Right. You just put on the spotlight more often. Mm-hmm. So you they they have to be more cognizant of what they do and and who they do it with because they can get sued only just because of who they are and that's not fair their life is really not fair so but it's true in fact 
when after we bought our house and everything, we had um, advice early on get um, umbrella insurance, get this insurance, get that insurance because people will see you just based just off be- of yeah. where you live. And um, I was like, what? Yeah. Really? You know, I just couldn't believe it, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, we have friends who <laughs> they have the most just baseless um, suit. I don't know if you, um, well, one of our friends, this woman, she's, I think she's mentally ill, but she's trying to sue them for money, claiming that on one of their videos, something, it was just insane. Right, right. I'm, I don't even want to say it because I'm not going to put like seeds out there for right. other people, but you know, it's just baseless. But yeah, that's their life because mm-hmm. they're, they're very wealthy and they, and the person I think knows. Right. So, okay. Like backtracking, the only thing we talked about social media, but this is one reason why I don't post on social media a lot. Because people, they like to count your money. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. But they don't realize that you end up you just like them. So I don't want people knowing how much money I make or whatever. And if I go and put how many clients I do or the type of clients that I service, then they're going to assume that, you know, she makes a lot of money. So right. I'd much rather be just a regular person and you not even assume that I make a lot of money. So that I'm not getting a whole lot of lawsuits. That's a, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I'd rather not have that kind of attention. Well, you you know you you hear about people who just dress like everyday people, but they're the richest people in the world. They right. Oh, pickup trucks or right. Mm-hmm. That's the person I kind of want to be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she kind of wants to be that. Well, way. I mean, we just talked the last podcast or two about what poor people say and rich people. So I don't want to put her on blast, but she's kind of sounding like a rich person right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor people, rich people, you know, they're not always decked out in, you know, in all the best. No, so. but it, it is true. You want to, you don't want to like show off and people just, I don't know. There's, if we're in a desperate situation in the, our economy right now. Right. You know, the gap is just widening. There's no, hardly any middle class right That's now. True. That is true. And um, to be in your position is, is a blessing. It's a real blessing to be able to have grown your business to where it is. Because I think there's a lot of people who are still having their clients, you know, bend over the sink and they can't get anywhere and they're getting pennies for it. Or they're having to post and beg for clients. Oh, I, I'm, I'm running a special. That is so played out. Like I have, I don't run specials. Like I don't know what that is. <laughs> we actually have a club membership at the salon, so it's called wow. Opland Beauty Club membership. It's kind of like Amazon Prime. So you pay an annual membership fee, and that gets you in the door. That gets you your seat in my chair, and you you pay it. Let's say you want Fridays at nine a.m. Then that's your time slot. You come either bi-weekly, weekly, wow. or quarterly. Yeah, that's Man, good. things have changed. No, things have, no. That, this is me putting it out there. I shouldn't. My attorney's gonna kill me. I should not even be telling people about my secret sauce. But yeah. I mean, that's what I do. That's how I make it. That's why that I, is... I don't only have to work in the salon two days a week. Um, and I'll come in um, for special hours for people who need extension services or people who you know have business engagements that they need to fly out for. Mm-hmm. I'll come in after hours for them. Right. But I have my set days. You can catch me in the salon on Thursday and Friday. Saturday, I'm with my family. Sunday, I'm with my family. And I work one one Saturday, one Sunday out of the month. Wow. So We're now, talking about almost a four-hour week. You I know, know right? Book? The four-hour four, 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 oh, four four oh. work week. Yeah. Now, That's nice. You hit on something. An attorney. Why do you have an attorney? Well, um, you have different documents that need to be in the salon. Um, I have booth renters and, um, I don't like to call them booth renters. They're like sweet owners. So, um, we have a barbershop in the salon. We have two guys that have their own suite in the salon. We have another a suite owner in the salon. All those documents need to be legal. I don't believe in, you know, doing things. Spitting your hand and half hand huh? <laughs> Spitting your hand and then Yeah, shake let's the shake hand. on it. Let's <laughs> shake on it. No, so we're not going to do that. I'm not going to draw up some type of contract myself. I'd much rather that it's a legal document. That way, if you, you know, forfeit on it, then, hey, we got to go to court and you still owe me because this is what you signed. You signed a two-year contract. Even down with the Opera Beauty Club membership, I have to honor that. So if I don't honor the time slot that you requested, then, you know, my clients that could take me to court. So every, I just like to do things the legal way. Everybody say, oh, you're so always so over the top. But this is what I said earlier in the podcast. I'm more on the business side of things 
you than, sure are. than doing things, doing the hair. I like doing the hair, but I like the business side of things. You're very innovative. I mean, she's very creative with the hair. She can do natural hair to relaxed hair to making wigs to crocheting. I mean, she's amazing. So you run a salon. You run the boutique where you sell products. Mm hmm. You do what? What? What is the concierge that you do? Is that like when you come to our house? Is that what the concierge? Yes. Yeah, so the Optimum Beauty Lounge is the brick and mortar. That's uh -huh. where all of the business goes down. Mm -hmm. um, L. Miller Salon Concepts Concierge and Consulting. The um, the 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 let's say the L. Miller Salon. Let's the concept is me going. Let's say you own a salon. Mm -hmm. You may want. Um, you want me to come in and coach you and your team or just yourself on how to operate your business better mm -hmm. or get some of my concepts and start using my concepts that I've created. Mm -hmm. We sign off on an agreement and now your son, Rita's Beauty Salon, is an L. Miller's concept salon mm -hmm. as well. Mm. So the concierge is, that started with one of my clients. Um, she wanted me to be there for her birthday party. So I was there, I got her ready for the party from, from start to finish. We did hair. We had makeup done. We, um, I had a team. We escorted her to go get her makeup done with um, Sylvia Sylvia Pro Makeup Artistry downtown Huntsville. Um, we picked her up. We took her um, back to the hotel, got her dressed. So I do wardrobe styling as well. And then we took her over to her party. And that was like the concierge part. Concierge also is me coming into your home or just doing one-on-ones with someone. That's the concierge part, um, part of it. And in the consulting, everybody gets consulted. <laughs> so if you are one of my clients, you've you've had one of my long drawn out consultations mm -hmm. where I'm getting all up in your business. And like I said, it, it stays confidential. But I know I know more stuff about you than most people's husbands. I know stuff. Oh wow! Because <laughs> I need to know what's utilize... stressing you out. I need to know what's stressing you out so I can put so I can tell you you need these vitamins. You need to eat like this. You gotcha. need to drink more water or less mm -hmm. water. So that the information is, is serving a purpose. You're yes. not trying to blackmail the people. You're trying to help them. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Definitely trying to help them so, and getting into their getting into their personal space so that you can utilize all your education, all your skill sets to be able to serve them better. Right. Because beauty starts from within. So let's say you are like stressing so bad that your hair is coming out. Mm. Well, I have people that I work with. I have a dermatologist I work with, a chiropractor I work with, and counselors that I work with. So I'm just going to, you know, refer you to someone, give you their number, and it's on you to actually call them and reach out to them. So the, the dermatologist, she has changed some people's hair. Like, whether if it's she's put them on medications, I can't prescribe things, but I can look at your hair and tell you, you need to go to a dermatologist because I can't grow this back. Wow. So she helps out with that part. And then the chiropractor just helps with aligning the back mm -hmm. because that's the central nervous system. A lot of times people are like, my hair won't grow. Well, it's probably something going on in your spine. So we get you with a chiropractor. Wow. What? That's yeah. deep. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. I got some balding going on here. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was weird. And then, and then the, the counseling. So then, you know, people need counseling, spiritual counseling, or just regular counseling. And we get them, you know, with that as well. Wow. And on top of that, you teach. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm. That's amazing. See, that's where it's at. If you have a business, if you have a skill set, if you have a gifting, you need to maximize every possible way in which you can serve others. Yes. You need to be teaching. You need to put a class together. You need to do consulting. That's you right. need to do coaching. And then the secret sauce, you need to have a membership where people are paying in advance that's so that they can I'm get your space. They can get your space. Because ultimately, Lovely. you know, they need to get in line. Yeah, because that's, that's why it's so hard for people to get. See, so Rita was saying earlier, she's in high demand. I'm in high demand because I make myself, I put myself in high demand. Right. Mm. So, yeah. So open enrollment is coming up. It's like insurance. You know? <laughs> what? what? I yeah. love it. So open enrollment is coming up. Um, the clients that, that are already Offer Beauty Club members, we've been doing this for about four years now. So it's it's very successful. So that's why I'm not like doing away with it. But the ones that are already members, they get first dibs on their time slots. Sometimes they keep their time slots. Sometimes they they say, well, I know next year I got this and this going on. Can I switch it to this day? But um, 
it, it works. I just, what I love about this is that the beauty salon industry, it's changed so much, and, and specifically the black one, because it used to be, it, it, it was ghetto. You know, it still it, is it was, in most cases. Was, oh, opera no. beauty is just different. Hun, you oh, know, you know it is. You know when you called somebody and you were trying to get your when you were first in the city, and she was trying to get you to come over to her house. Oh no! And was, and then you know it was one of them neighborhoods with pit bulls. First of all, and it was like uh-uh, I um, I put that on Google Maps, <laughs> and I was like, I am not coming to this neighborhood. I don't know what could walk in that door. Right, no, not gonna happen. Yeah, so. And, and I thought for a second, Rita, are you being bougie? And I'm no. like, no. You know what? No. I'm being I'm being normal. This is, this should not be happening in 2018 right. or 20. <laughs> actually, it was like two years ago, right? Like 2016. This should not be happening right now. You know, we're not in that anymore. No. It's about leveling it up, which you have done. <laughs> right. And right. I just, I'm so impressed. I think I, I learned more in this interview um, about you and the way you do things and the way you run things. And I think that you, we have a lot to learn from you. I think that it's, it's amazing. So mm-hmm. I say so quiet, Rita. You don't know. I'm like that mystery. <laughs> yeah. She's doing a whole lot more listening than talking. I know. And we, you know, that's what they say. They say right. that, you know, you should do more listening than talking if you want to learn. Yeah. So you go into an environment and you say, mm-hmm. okay, let me just stop and let me just take it all in mm-hmm. because I need to take it to the next level. I mean, and, and, and we didn't even touch on, you know, she she's also a real estate. Right. You know, Owning property. Oh, goodness. Mogul. So, I mean, she's doing a lot. And what I want you guys that, that are listening to, to really get from this interview is that not everyone has to be on YouTube. Not everyone has to be even in the hair supply industry yeah. or hair salon industry. But whatever you do have a gift in maximize it do the multiple things that you know that connect with it make that bring that um give that service to people but also just ex this you can actually build your money exponentially right with the different offerings and i i think that even like with our with our business we started with videos and then we moved into like merchandise and now books and then the podcasting anything that kind of just is um affiliated with it and it's it's fun and i know that from what i get from you i know that you are having a good time yeah, while the, you're making it yeah the fun part is like when i got the the job with design essentials that's the education part that's where i educate so that's that's a lot of fun and then i just with that company it's really like skyrocketing my business mm. oh, that's yeah. awesome so being able to go out to the schools and teach the students and doing one-on-ones um, or just doing in-salons, what we call them, um, with other hairstylists. So we, we actually have a class coming up um, here local at Anointed Creations in Huntsville. And so if there, if you are a, um, a licensed professional and you're listening, then you can actually um, come to the class. And we're gonna be teaching on how to do a silk out the professional way using the Design Essentials Agave and Lavender line. So that's the education on that part. And then coming out of school, I started my own um, educational platform and I do a class called the Hair Summit, but it's mainly for consumers, not for professionals. Hmm. So I go in and I teach you about your hair, what your hair is doing and why it's doing it. Hmm. And you can ask me all the questions you want. So, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I, I, I'm just like, like writing notes and stuff like that like she keeps me on my a game basically she <laughs> right she's like she's triggering me to be like oh my goodness i forgot i had to do this so it's like it's just it's just wow what an inspiration right we really hope that you all have learned something any parting words for the audience um no just um keep god first family second your career third that's that's america little slogan oh really but yeah and so I, I still run by that but yeah god first career um third but good god first career family second career third yes. that's, that's mainly and mine in a nutshell matter. that's the onyx life folks that's right that's the onyx life with another flavor the hairstylist flavor on the onyx life that's right thank you for listening please make sure to leave a rating and review for us, join us again Monday through Friday. Show notes are found at theonyxlife.com. Join our Facebook, The Onyx Life. Follow us on Twitter at The Onyx Life and on Instagram at The Onyx Life Official. Now go live that Onyx Life where change comes with challenge. See y'all next time. <laughs>